Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Expresso Babe. I'm Callum and joining me as always is Lee. And as always Callum, it is a pleasure to be here. So, it's been a bit of an interesting start to the day so far. <laughs> it has, yes. Yeah. So, so far we, we were dossing about getting ready to go and we had a knock on the door from some policemen. We did. We thought they were here for Callum, it turns out they weren't. I thought they were here for Lee. Because <laughs> it's his place. <laughs> it shows me the badge, I instantly thought... What have I done? What has Lee done? What have I got to lie about? What, what, what are we doing? <laughs> it turns out it had nothing to do with us. Uh, there's been a moped stolen in the area. They're hoping our ring doorbell um, can give some help and have some uh, have a picture of the the thief. I've got no idea because Jody's got the ring doorbell app and I don't. So I actually can't be that much help. But hopefully we can help them track them down. We'll see. Indeed. So that's an exciting start to the day. Absolutely. It's been fun. It has. Right before we meant to start recording, knock on the door. Oh, hello. Who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> so, there's not too much to ask in terms of how you've been, Callum, because as our listeners will be aware, the last time we recorded was Sunday night, which is two days ago. It was, So, yes. I haven't seen you in 48 whole hours. Yeah. So much can change in two days, but I doubt it has. No. No. Nothing at all. Your card got declined. That was quite funny. My card got declined, yeah. Means I'm broke, but that's all right. <laughs> But I like to carry stupid amounts of cash around because it's just, I like paying cash for everything. Yeah, and payday is in like a day for you, so. Yeah. So, nothing to worry about just yet. Nothing to worry about just yet. Uh, the first thing I was going to bring up is that we did have some feedback on our podcast recently. To you, not to me. Yeah, we did. I've been spreading the word on my gaming community. Which is nice. It's always good to have some feedback. We may not agree with all of it. In fact, in this case, we don't agree with all of it. We agree with some. Some is due to financial constraints. Some is actually we just don't think you're right, which yeah. is fair enough. So, like, for example, just to address one of the ones we don't agree with, we appreciate the fact that you'd like a bit more serious stuff in there and a bit more current events. Yeah. We try and have some up-to-date stuff with the What's Going Ons, but we actually don't want to be some serious news no. reporting. Everyone, everything's miserable. Russia's invading Ukraine. Everyone's being shit on. Everything sucks. No, we're that's, that's trying not... to do a light-hearted... Yes, that's not what we're going for. We want to make us happy. Not... Yeah, we want to make us happy and you happy. And not being funny, mate. Focusing on people shooting the shit out of each other. It's just, it's not feel good. No. <laughs> so we're not doing that. But some, I mean, some of the stuff you said, like two mics, yes, it pro- conceivably could help. But at the minute, this is what we've got and this is what we're going with. It's like the the whole funding behind our podcast is what we have in our bank. Um, we basically, we put in our own funds and we're not making as much as we put in. So it's... No, we've only just started off. For now, we're putting in more than we're getting out. One day maybe that'll change, but at the minute we're still we're still small potatoes. Exactly. If we had thousands and thousands of followers and all that, it would be a hell of a lot different. But yeah, if we were making a lot every every week, we could put more money into it. And yes, some things would maybe slightly increase in quality. For now, in terms of quality, we only need to make sure the quality is in our content. Exactly. But we appreciate all the feedback given. Yes, absolutely. We, we do appreci- take it on board, regardless of whether or not we agree with everything you've said. We appreciate the fact that you're engaging. Yeah. So moving on from that, I have something I've been reading that I think is quite interesting. Um, but first, I believe you have something to bring to the table, Callum. I, I do have something to bring to the table, which I find hilarious. Hmm. When it, I'm a bit of a Game of Thrones fan. I was going to say, I'm the wrong person to talk to, because people say to me, you must love Game of Thrones, because I like fantasy books. I'm a big reader. Everything feels like it should click. It's just one of them things. It's it one of them click. things. Everyone's saying, oh, okay. And no, it doesn't time. click for me. 
That's fair. I've read the books, or some of the books. I tried watching the series. Despite the fact that everything should work for me in terms of genre, format, content, it just doesn't do it for me. I'm the only person I know who doesn't really like it. Which is fair enough. I mean, <laughs> everyone likes what they like, don't they? But that's why this was, this was the perfect thing for you to have found. And I'm pretty sure it's going to entertain our listeners as well. I think it will as well. I'm basically a bit of a Game of Thrones fan. I'm always quoting it and doing all of that. And then I think I mentioned it just off the off charts. And Joe said, I've got something you would absolutely love. And I was thinking, what is it? And she's like, do you know Hodor from um, Game of Thrones? I was like, yeah, it pretty much doesn't do a lot. Gets controlled by Bran. She said, well, I've got my autobiography you should read. All right, so I don't know much about Hodor. Apart from, from quotes people give me, he just says Hodor. That's, that's all he does. Okay. I won't go into why he does it, because that's a whole complicated backstory. But that's all he can say. So obviously his speech is limited. Yes. And then I wasn't quite expecting what I, I kind of thought of. Nah, it's not going to be a book about that. What, do you want to give us a dra- dramatic reading then, Callum? As I'll I understand, g- it's an autobiography by Hodor, it written is. in his own words. It is. It's My Journey North, the autobiography of Hodor. Which I thought, you know, that could be quite interesting. See from his own head. And you just go into it. And it's basically pages of, as you can imagine, in different oh. contexts or different loudnesses. Hodor. Hodor. Hodor, 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 Hodor. Hodor! <laughs> Hodor. And it's pretty much an entire book of just Hodor. But the fact that someone's fought this and has made money out of it. How many pages long is it? 109 pages long. 109 pages of Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. And there is the odd bit where it's saying from his perspective, hold the door. The phrase is repeated by Mira and it's just like the context man, what's going on in the scene. And then it obviously goes to Hodor and he's like, Hodor. He's just getting scared as he's holding the door. And I just found it hilarious. Oh dear. But the thing is, you think someone's actually gone through every page and read every page? Yes. I 100% guarantee you at least one person's read every page just in case they missed something. (laughs) But I just found that hilarious. (laughs) Again, we'll put a photo of that up to coincide with the release of this episode so that you know we're not making it up. Yep. It's... It's real. It's real. Um, I'm surprised people have, spent, real. people have spent real money on it. But it's just, for comedic value, it's like, you kind of think, nah, it's not going to be just Hodor. There's going to be more to it, but it literally is just... <laughs> which is hilarious. Well, I found the funny side to it. I've just done a quick check, Callum. My yeah. Journey North, the autobiography of Hodor, is currently sell- selling on Amazon for £8.78. <laughs> oh. Per book. That's not loads, but for, for what it is. For having written Hodor, 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 Hodor. <laughs> again and again. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> Do you know what? Congratulations to whoever thought of that. They always realise it's a thing. People aren't really going to... Yeah, it's a it's gag. Just like it's just a gag, book. really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But people are willing to spend £10 on a gag. Some people pay a lot more on gags, eh, Lee? <laughs> Enough about your sex life, Callum. <laughs> oh, I wish it was that exciting. <laughs> So yeah, that was great. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's right. It brought me great amusement to read it. So I have a couple of things I've been reading up on, which are mildly interesting. I'm only going to do one today because I have yeah. too many things I find interesting. And if I talk about them forever, firstly, other people would start to phase out. Cricket is one of them. I like cricket. <laughs> you seem like, I a, like you seem cricket. like the sort of person who would as well, don't you? Look, it's it's it's. I think it's fascinating <laughs> on the shorter formats and the longer formats. You, they're all they're just very zen. You can just space out and just. Let them wash over you. It's like the it's like the it's like the sea on the beach. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. I don't think it was funny to anyone else, mate. Just you. <laughs> I just had an image of you just going out and just drowning in the sea. Let <laughs> wash over you. you. I don't know. I meant let the sound wash over you. 
Can vampires drown? I wouldn't know. I'm not one. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not a big fan of swimming, though, it must be said. Yeah. It's a bit wet. <laughs> Why do you like it wetly? Uh, not in water. So yeah, I'm only going to go into one today because I don't want people to start zoning out. But I think it's very interesting, so I'd like to share it with you. Would you like to start then? Do you know, Callum? About the bird? I thought you were going to say, yes, I know Callum. <laughs> yes, I know Callum. <laughs> Do you know, Callum, which animals... Vampires? <laughs> I hope a dingo <laughs> in your breakfast cereal. Cool, that'd be interesting. Dingoes, mate. Dingoes, in, on, the, in this country, mate. on the topic of dingoes, mate. Yes. Do you know which animals are on the Australian crest? Oh, we have to say dingoes, mate. No dingoes, no. Oh, kangaroo. That's one of them. Yep, kangaroo is one. Kangaroo is one of them. Kangaroo. Kang- kangaroo. Uh, kangaroo is one of the animals that's on the Australian national crest. Do you know the other one? Yeah, rhinoceros. <laughs> that's African, you <laughs> peasant. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, it's the one with wings. I mean, yeah, kind of. It's the uh, the flappy thing. I'm going to go for the uh, flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. The Australians do not have a flamingo on their national crest. It's uh, an emu. Ah, uh, yeah, emu. The national, the two animals on the Australian national crest are the kangaroo and the emu. Now, my initial assumption, in a slightly facetious manner, was that after Australia effectively managed to lose a war to emus. Yes. Are you familiar with that? Yes. The, emu, the emu war, mate. They released uh, military people with machine guns on them and still didn't win. How? Uh, they, they weren't very good at hunting emus, apparently. <laughs> I assume perhaps when the peace treaty was signed, the emus just had a clause added where they had to be put on the crest. But no, no. Emus and kangaroos are both on the Australian crest because neither animal, and they are the only two animals in the world, that can't take a backwards step. That's pretty interesting. I do think that's quite interesting. <laughs> so it's this whole, you know, always moving forward notion. Mm. They're on the crest because they can't step backwards. I didn't know that. I thought perhaps stingrays are on there until, you know, a certain instant and then taken off. But no, apparently oh, it's Steve just Owen. always been, yeah. Apparently it's just always been, um, always been emus and kangaroos. And Steve Owen loved stingrays. He did. They were the animals closest to his heart. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, guys, if anyone says it's not too soon, it's been... It's been years. dead for ages. Exactly. Of course it's not too soon. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So I just thought that was very interesting. I thought I'd share that with you today. Did you also know that emus are a flightless bird? Yes. One of 36. 36 species of flightless bird? Yeah. Name them. <laughs> I can't... All I know what was on Jumanji Level 2. And it was the emu is a flightless bird. And they can run up to, like... 36 miles per hour? Like Probably something like that. They're quite speedy. Mm. I can only think of four off the top of my head. Unless you count dodos. Penguins. Oh, yeah. Five. <laughs> Ducks? They can fly. They never do, though, do they? Yeah, but they can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, swans? Fl- swans can fly as well, mate. I've never seen a swan. Oh, we had this debate before, didn't we? I've seen swans fly. I've never fly. seen they a swan fly. fly. Yeah. I don't know if turkeys can, actually. So that might be six. Chickens can't. They can. can they? Yeah, not very far. But they can fly up into trees. He's like, do you know what? God must be a pretty f***ed up person. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give this person wings, but you know what? No, you can't fly. I mean, I'm going to go with evolution, mate. Presumably they didn't need to fly. I've got ostrich, emu, cassowary, uh, roadrunner, I'd assume, actually. That's another one. Me, <laughs> me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not coyotes. Um, dodo, if that counts. Turkeys, penguins, kakapo. 
A what? A kakapo. <laughs> it's a real animal, I promise. It's, um, I, I, I don't know how I know about this. I think it was reading Carol Durrell's books. It was a naturalist, not a naturist, a naturalist. Ah, okay. In the <laughs> mid-1900s. A kakapo is Of course a... you know about mid-1900s, Lee. <sighs> anyway, a kakapo. Um, it's a, it's called, the name means owl parrot, I think. And it's a flightless parrot. It's the only flightless parrot in the world. They're very pretty, very sweet. Uh, they look really stupid, so if you get a chance to watch some on YouTube, do it. <laughs> and at one point, there were only 32 of them left in the world. Damn. There's now like 199, so they've recovered a bit. That's still not a lot, if you think about it. No, but from 32, yeah. it's, a, it's a good step forward. Because mm. they, they're, they're, Ze- they're a New Zealand bird. New Zealand being a place that had very, very few natural predators. And then we brought cats and weasels and various other things and went there you go go out have fun murder the local wildlife <laughs> which is why so many of New Zealand's wonderful considering tame, they can't fly away no wonderfully beautifully tame wildlife is now extinct yeah invasive species aren't great but yeah I guess if you don't have any natural predators then you're not no so there's, trained no, there's to... no reason to be fri- afraid exactly and then all of a sudden like, <laughs> though on the topic of natural selection it does bring me on to one more interesting fact I want to get on to before we go on to what's going on because I think it's great yeah. You're familiar with the term domestication? Yes. Like, you get an animal, you breed in the desired trait, like floofier sheep or tamer yeah. dogs. Yeah. Bonobos, the monkeys, Yeah. are the only known animal to have domesticated themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, generally. That's, that's pretty interesting. After the great, after some sort of continent split divide, they, they are related to chimpanzees who are f***ing mental. Like yeah. they'll rip your face off and eat it. Yeah. Bonobos were the direct, you know, they, they share a direct descendant. They were on the other side of this great split that happened. Had a much easier time of it. Fewer natural predators, much more food. There was no need to be angry and aggressive. So the female bonobos literally chose basically nice mates. Yeah. That were, that were pleasant and friendly and calm and gentle. Yeah. Because if you don't need someone to protect you and keep you alive, actually... You're not going to go chimp- for that. The chimpanzee of the drunk husband who treats, drinks a 12-pack tw- of Stella and hits you is not what you need in your yeah. life. Um, <clears throat> and wears a string vest. <laughs> I was about to say, just... wife beat a starter pack, yeah. Stella, vest top. Yeah. So they just they just picked the gentle, calm, placid mates, and they've bred themselves into being gentle, calm, friendly creatures, which I just think is really sweet. How humanity hasn't managed that yet, I'm not sure. If if ah. bonobos can manage it, how we've not managed to stop stop selecting the violent ah. assholes, I'm not entirely certain. But there you go. <laughs> anyway, we've we've rabbited on. I've rabbited on perhaps even more so. That's all right. Uh, hodor, hodor. Hodor. <laughs> so we better move on to what's going on, Callum, before we run out of time completely. Yes, let's move on to what's going on. Would you like me to start or...? Go for it, sir. Carpe diem. Seize the day Seize in the French. Day. See? In Latin. French? Yeah, it's yeah. it's Latin, mate. Yeah, well, that's going to make the cut. <laughs> that's definitely going to make the cut. <laughs> that's as good as you think in Portugal's in Eastern Europe, mate. Uh, I just, it was slip of tongue. Tum? <laughs> slip of tongue. <laughs> All right. I also discovered with a colleague once on a on a slightly slow day that the closest we could get after a mildly weird in joke that carpe pars would be the closest you could get to seize the appetizers. <laughs> carpe pars. Yeah, seize the appetisers, mate. I'll, I'll do that. Right, you ready? I'm ready, sir. People were horrified by a 23-step tutorial on how to turn a doll into a wine glass. What? A de- like a plastic doll? A plastic doll, Like yeah. a toy doll? Like a doll's head, yeah, into a wine glass. Is this like a tutorial by Norman Bates or what? I don't know. All it is, I don't know why it's 23 steps. Sure, I don't know why simple. you'd make a wine glass made out of a doll's head. 
It's like nothing beats a glass of wine after a long, hard day of work. With Unless it's from a wine glass with a decapitated doll's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not going to want to choose red wine there either, are you? No. It's going to look like you're drinking a skull full of blood. But, I mean, obviously the story in itself is a bit f***ed <laughs> up. And then it just, it's just the people's comments on it. It's like, wait, you've never ever fancied drinking wine with a severe lobotomised and cut open doll's head? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's like basically, putting it bluntly, the guy goes like this, buy a plastic doll, remove its head from its body, cut the poor thing's head open, remove the hair, waterproof it, jam it into a spike-stroke plastic wine glass stem, (laughs) and voila, you have the world's most cursed wine glass to drink from. I'm going to say that this guy in question has a very complicated relationship with his parents. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That would be one explanation. We're talking full-on serial killer in the making here. Whichever country this person is from, my message to the local authorities in the area is keep a very, very close eye on them. People start going missing, you know who to ask first. Exactly. One of the comments was, I shall drink from the skulls of my enemy. (laughs) If your enemy's Barbie, then sure. (laughs) Another one was, question the amount of steps it would take to make something so next level unnecessary. I could probably do it in seven, and then the seventh step would be pondering my poor life choices. <laughs> I mean, one, one thing I will say for sure is that I'm definitely not going to be inviting them to a dinner party. No. And there will be a picture to go with this episode later on of the not-so-well. Uh, <laughs> I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> Don't get me a severed doll's head glass. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's my story, Lee. What about you? What have you got for us today? So, what I've got for you today, Callum, is kind of continuing on our theme, or your theme, from last week, of the uh, the man marrying the hologram. Oh, yeah. It's still weird, by the way. It's always going to be weird. So, what I've got here, I'll get, we'll go with the title first, and then we'll go from there. Artist claims he's in a sexual relationship with the Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> what, the Mona Lisa, or a the, replica? No, the Mona Lisa, he claims. <laughs> Now, I've done a little bit of reading, of course, and before anyone gets really worried, he's not made a print of the Mona Lisa and started banging the banging the hole in the poster. That would be my initial... Uh... Yeah, that's what you'd do. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's actually a very famous painter, apparently. Uh, Domingo Zapata. I haven't heard of him, but I wouldn't have done. No. But apparently he's, he's actually um, achieved widespread acclaim for his redepictions of the Mona Lisa, so he's done several out there. Yeah. And he's uh, the favourite artist of Leonardo DiCaprio. But he claims that over the process of reimagining and reinventing the Mona Lisa, he's become so obsessed with the picture that he's been having sex with her in his dreams. Repeatedly. Several hundred times. A picture or he's imagined her as a person? He doesn't go into detail. Okay. I'm hoping it's as a person. I mean, mm. either way is kind of messed up. But mm. I'm really hoping it's as a person and not that he's, he's banging the picture. Um... <laughs> <laughs> He's done a lot of reimaginings of the original Mona Lisa, and they are quite, they're quite, I don't like them, but they're quite interesting. <laughs> are they sexualised by any chance? No, 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 no. They're just altered. Yeah, okay. I'm probably not the right person to judge. I've seen the Mona Lisa in person as well, and I was underwhelmed. I think the whole thing about the Mona Lisa is just, uh, someone said it's this valuable and it's this amazing piece. Well, it's Da Vinci as well, and he was, he was a genius, let's be fair. But, I, I mean, I went around the entire Louvre in about a couple of hours because I'm not the person to stand and look at pictures anyway. Some of them I go, ooh, that's nice. And some of them will go, eh. And mm. then I'll move on. I don't understand how you can spend like an hour looking at a single picture. I just don't. Yeah. But I was underwhelmed by the Mona Lisa itself. So I'm probably not the person to understand it anyway. But he claims it's also brought him closer to understanding Leonardo da Vinci. 
because presumably in his head, Leonardo da Vinci was also f***ing the Mona Lisa in his sleep. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the only thing I can really take from that is that artists are f***ing weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my suggestion to everyone else is if you want to look more into that, don't. <laughs> I'd agree. I mean, how much more into it can you get? Oh, he's, well, got, he's, he's gotten too into it already, yeah. I understand being obsessed with your medium and being committed to art, but that seems a little bit far for me. However, we do have one more what's going on that has been sent in to us, Mr. Callum. It's been posted on our Facebook group. It has. It has. So this was posted by Jody, so thank you, Jody. And we both had a look at it, so I think this seems like the kind of uh, title that you would particularly enjoy reading out, Callum. So would you like to? I shall. Okay, compose yourself, sir. You're a professional. Right, here we go. <laughs> Dad finally feels like a real man as penis moved from arm to correct place after six years. <laughs> so Just trying to do that with straight faces. Yes, right? we've both given that a read through. Um, there's again, there's a lot to unpack here. Mm. His name is on the on you know it's in public domain, so we don't need to be afraid about using it. His name is Malcolm McDonald, and his penis fell off. <laughs> This is hard. And his penis fell off in 2010, following a horrific blood infection, <laughs> into a toilet. <laughs> Could you imagine just you having a p- and then your p- just falls off? It's not funny, but it is. <laughs> but yeah, that was a hell of a night. Yeah, well, your p- didn't fall off, mine did. <laughs> do, you reckon, do, you, do you reckon he flushed afterwards? <laughs> I think the title of that is a bit misleading. Like, he had a penis on his arm. And it well, was... they, they regrew it. That's the thing. They regrew his penis for him, or a penis for him, made out of skin. And due to issues with oxidation in his blood, or lack thereof, possibly just around that area, probably after the blood infection, I suppose, Yeah. Um, they couldn't reattach it straight to where it was supposed to be. So to keep it alive, they attached it to his arm as a sort of a, this'll do for now. And then COVID happened. Yeah. <laughs> And several other delays, probably related to COVID and various other things. Well, several other delays and then COVID happened. And so for six years, he had a penis attached to his arm. How do you explain that in a job interview? <laughs> well, apparently he's a darts player. Um, so presumably he's wearing long sleeves. But he also, <laughs> it also says in the article that he learnt to tuck darts under it. I mean, it says he had to learn to tuck darts under it. I'm not sure had to is the phrase to go here. I don't see how you had to tuck darts under your penis, but he did. <laughs> to hold them in place while he was playing darts, I presume. <laughs> so it's finally been attached to where it's supposed to be. Um, obviously, it's not going to work quite the same as the traditional penis, but he has got a sort of a pump thing in his scrotum that will fill it with saline solution to make it hard so he can still have sex. I'm not sure he'll be able to orgasm conventionally. Mm. But he can have sex again. And that's actually, I believe, similar to the operation that trans people have. If they're mm. transgender yeah, male, in sense, you get so. a thing that can pump it with saline to keep make it hard so you can have conventional, conventional penetrative sex as a man. So that's mildly interesting. Mm. But, <laughs> I mean... Tucking darts under your penis. It's, yeah, it's it's puerile and it's childish, but it's also very hard to say with a straight face. See, the thing is, did it still work like a penis while it was on his arm? Could it still get hard? Uh, well, no, it, does, it doesn't get hard without the saline insertion okay, anyway. Yeah. So it would, it's not like he'd get very happy and suddenly have a penis, <laughs> an erect penis sticking out of his forearm. And 
obviously, while it was attached to his arm, he couldn't urinate through it. Um, for a bag, I guess. Well, he'd probably have to sit down like a woman would. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny, but just... Or you'd get a she-wee. Yeah, she-wee, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's a heck of a story. And thank you very much, Jodie, again, for sending that in. We enjoyed that. We... <laughs> We didn't enjoy trying to have to read it out without laughing, and we failed dismally at that, but we very much enjoyed it. Mm, bought me a few laughs. So, I think we may have to skim over uh, Tinder lines today, because to do. that's my point. It's only been a couple of days. There's not a lot to cover. So, I think maybe we should miss that one out today. Yeah. But we will come back to it next week, folks, so don't be too disappointed by not hearing about Callum's dating shenanigans. Or lack of dating shenanigans. Or lack of dating shenanigans. We'll have more to report to you next week, but it's only been two days since the last Mm. recording, so there's not an awful lot for us to say. And I'm afraid, Callum, personally, as it's only been a couple of days, and to be honest, yesterday was great. I went went to a horse actor and then out to dinner. Yeah. Uh, So yesterday was very good. I don't have a lot to moan about either. And I haven't had any petty wins, unless you count patting a horse, which I don't think you do. Um, <laughs> do you have any petty moans or wins over the last couple of days that you can share with our, our lovely listeners? I have one petty moan Ooh, I like that a was petty sent moan. in. And I think a lot of people, the whole world's going to be divided on this. Ooh, we're dividing believe, the world, yeah, let's do it. Because I can obviously bring my own petty moan into this as well, on the same sort of subject. It was, when someone makes a cup of tea, right, but they make it wrong. Oh, now what's wrong? So, well... Because I'm going to... Yeah, I'm very I'm very firm on how you make a cup of tea. In I, I get it. If you make, you know what I'm if like you make a tea of a normal way, if someone's making it for you, you kind of have it how it is. But mm. anyone who puts the milk in first... No. Savages. ...is a psychopath. Absolute savages. Yes, no, I completely agree with that. Why would you put the milk in before the hot water in tea? Uh, you don't. No. There's only one don't. reason you put the milk in first, and that's in coffee, so you don't burn the coffee grounds. I don't either. I, I put I don't water either. first in coffee I, but, either. I, I let the water cool down... For about two minutes, yeah. Then put the water in, and then the water's cooled down enough to not burn the coffee. You yeah. don't need to put the milk in first because I actually sometimes like black coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I quite sometimes like black tea as well. If you can't make it properly, don't have tea. You don't deserve it. Exactly. And you know what? I'm like with tea. No, oh, yeah, you're proper anal. Yeah, I, I and I have too many tea, different types of tea. Yes, yeah. I'm not ashamed. I'm not. I refuse no. to be. But I have too many types of tea. Mm. And on that topic, I did recently have someone ask me, and I have seen someone do it with chamomile before, ask me if they should uh, be having milk with their peppermint tea. And I have seen someone put milk in chamomile. Now, I'm not a big fan of either of those, to be honest, but what are you doing? No, no. (laughs) Milk is with black tea and black tea only. Yeah. Not green, not herbal, not fruit. Someone has a fruit tea, but it's milk in it. It's like, what's like chamomile? So why? Chamomile is a herbal tea. You don't put milk in it. You cut... No! <laughs> Savages! I've started you off now, haven't I? Absolute heathens. Unacceptable. It's just one of the things. Everyone makes it differently, but it's like, milk in first is a big no. I don't have sugar in either. either. No. I, no, I don't have sugar in mine either. But no. I don't drink tea. I drink coffee. Do you never drink tea? No. Oh, I used to all the time. Good, i have to make you a good cup of tea, not your like, Yorkshire bullshit. Just dip biscuits in it. That's the only reason I have a cup of tea is for no, after, after recording this podcast, you're trying proper tea. Okay. And on that note, my petty moan is toast. How... Like toast in general? Or no, just like the, the general like colorization of toast. Everyone See, has different. If you pull it in and you can't, and it's just white, why have you pulled it in? I did work with someone once who basically liked warm bread. It's like, I like mine just a little bit brown. Just started to go brown. You get people who... You have white bread. They pull it in. It's like black when it comes. Ah, it's nice. What do you mean it's nice? It's f- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's like we both know of someone who likes their potatoes 
Yeah. Blackened. Yeah. Full on burnt. Yeah. And actually, I'll upset you with this one probably. Bacon. I don't like bacon much. I'm not a big bacon person. Mm. When I do have bacon... Crispy. I want it enough that if you tapped it on the, on the yeah, table, great. it would shatter. Yeah. yeah. I want it borderline burnt. Mm. You don't look happy about that, Callum. No, so there's, there's only one reason you should have a crisp, crispy bacon. And that's if it's going in a sandwich. Because like, you have like chicken Caesar or something like that, or chicken and bacon. You don't want stringy bacon, you want it cooked. So I always want it cooked. Well, obviously, you know we're, what I we're mean. We're an evolved civilization now, Callum. We've we've learned how to cook our food. <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't eat raw bread dough. No. I don't eat blue steak. I know there are people who will be upset co- by you that. You don't eat cookie dough? I mean, I usually make them into cookies. Because technically you can eat that raw. Yeah, you can. Cookie dough ice cream? You can eat bread dough raw. No, you wouldn't. No. There's a difference. Exactly. We've evolved as a species now, Callum. Mm. Maybe I'm living in the Iron Age. And I like my bacon to actually be cooked. I don't I like eat raw my, I like eggs. My bacon cooked. I don't eat raw bread dough. Cook my damn bacon. <laughs> That's fair. Though that being said, if you have your fillet steak done like well done, you are also a savage. Yeah. And bad things should happen. It's to like you. everyone likes what they like, but it's like just don't have steak then. <laughs> it's like you say you enjoy it, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't. You don't enjoy it. It's just because you like it cooked. Cooked. If you want to have like a stroganoff or something. Have something that you stew that takes long so you can actually, you know what, it's understandable, that can be cooked for hours. I tried to use beef stew as a password once. Got back an error saying, error, password not strong enough. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting the pun in there somewhere. Yes. Nice. So, are you going to insist on telling your stupid jokes before we finish, Kat? I, I am going to insist on telling my stupid jokes. I, I, do you know what? I've changed, I've changed my jokes. I say all the rude ones and you never get like a reaction from you, but you always like the say clever jokes. I like puns. I haven't really got and clever puns. jokes, but I did note two down that I wanted to tell you. Here we go. When life gives you melons, you probably have dyslexia. <laughs> yeah, that's good. What do you call a guy with a shovel in his head? Doug. No, an ambulance. <laughs> and I will just do... Oh, that's like the... You know how Bob Marley likes his donuts. How? Well, we're jamming. <laughs> or, do you know how Bob Marley likes his donuts? How? He doesn't, he's dead. <laughs> All right. Depending on which answer they give you. Take a random card. That one. That one. Yes, that one. Right, here's a dad joke for you. Why is Peter Pan always flying? Because he never lands. Yeah. <laughs> That's just <laughs> That is just <laughs> Yeah. These oh. are your jokes, sir, not mine. All right, now, you pick one for me. I'm so good at sleeping, I can do it with my eyes closed. These are your jokes, mate. They're not my jokes. They're you a... brought them in. Yeah, I bought the joke box. Who else's are they then? I don't know. You never made dad jokes. <laughs> Dads. But that's the, that's it for my... I oh, had thank to Christ for that. Ladies and gentlemen, misc listening, you are as relieved to have that bit ending as I am. Nah, they loved it. But they look <laughs> forward to the jokes of Mr. Blowy. Mr. Blowy. <laughs> it's a hell of a title to give yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't choose it. I don't even know if they know your surname. I don't know if you've actually uh, covered no, that No, we've before. never actually covered my surname. No, Callum's surname is Blower. <laughs> Hence why he adopted the name nickname of Blowy, just to get in there ahead of everyone else, basically. The funny thing is, every time when someone asks for your name, and they say, what's your surname? I'm like, Blower. Like, Lower. I was like, no, Blower. B-L-O. And I just see the smirk on their face. Like, yeah, I know. It's funny. Get out of your system. Yeah. <laughs> there are some strange surnames out there. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. There are that your name is no no way indicative of who you are as a person, 
And yeah, I guess if you've got it, own it. Anyway, anyway. I think we'd better talk about how to contact us, Callum. Uh, if I can remember all the bits, yeah, I think we should. You said you could remember them last week. I did remember them last week. Well, then there's no reason you can't remember them this week, because it's only two days later. Excellent, okay. So, you can contact us on Facebook by searching Expresso Babe. There's a space between the two. Join our group, get involved in some of the questions, join in some of the competitions. You can follow us on TikTok, which is Expresso Babe, all one word. You can email us at expresso.babe at yahoo.com. You can contact us on the Instagram, Expresso underscore Babe underscore. The Instagram. <laughs> or you can contact us on Twitter, which is Expresso underscore Babe. So all that remains is for me to say thank you, Mr. Callum, and it's a good job we didn't get arrested. It's, it's a good thing indeed, sir, and always a pleasure. Never a chore. Stay happy, everyone, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.